on my wayward son. I'm Jeremy Greer. There'll be peace when you are done. I'm Chris Mosier. Lay your weary head to rest. Dr. Quinn Medicine Zombie. Don't you cry no This is Monster of the Week, a creepy but necessary podcast based on the TV show Supernatural. We're here to finish out season three. Finally, Chris, we're finally here. Third season down. Are, are you are you ready for this? How are you feeling? Are you hyped it up? It feels like what's, it's what's been like on? two weeks since we started season three. It hasn't. It but. really does. And we and we've this entire uh, season we've been kind of just doing this almost week to week. Like usually, we, like when we started this podcast, we had like eighteen episodes built up almost. But now. <laughs> Now we don't, and it, it still seems like it went by so quickly. Yeah. I wasn't expecting to get here so quickly, despite the fact that I think we've been saying this whole time how short season three is. Um, whatever, so let it sneak up on us. Yeah, we let, we let it sneak up on us. The uh, And these two episodes, they feel like, the, the for being the two last episodes of the season, they feel very um, rushed. Like, especially the this next episode, Time is on My Side, and then the, the finale, um, which is a name that I've already forgotten, which is terrible of me. No Rest for the Wicked. They seem very, very rushed. I, I think they're good episodes, but, I mean, I think if we had the the development of just five more episodes, you know, you know, the things that happened to Bella in this seems extremely mm-hmm. rushed, and I'm very disappointed by that. So, Yeah, this episode, or these these episodes, this entire season, really, this rewatch has has shown itself for, like, all of its weaknesses. I've always liked season yeah. three because it had so many cool ideas in it. Uh, and it's a really, for lack of a better word, again, cool portion of the show, especially that first mm-hmm. five season arc, you know, the season where they're fighting demons and, and Dean's about to go to hell. Like it's cool. Thematically, it, it's all, it's all very cool. But this time around, I'm seeing how rushed everything is, like you said, and how weak some of the stuff is. And I don't think it would have been, if they had been given a full season and if they hadn't been under, you know, the stress of a, of a writer's strike. Yeah. It's, it's, it's disappointing because it's, it's one of those what if scenarios. Um, like if you went to an alternate dimension, could you find like season three, that's just a full 24 or 22 episodes. And it would, would it be significantly better than what we have now? But I don't know. We'll let, uh, we'll let season 12 of supernatural answer the multiple dimension question for us. I guess I don't, yeah. I don't. I don't actually know if that's what they're doing, people. So that's not a spoiler. I have no idea what's going on in season twelve right now. It would be great uh, to find out if there is a way to to figure out, I guess, how season three was affected by the writer strike. If mm-hmm. the storylines changed because of the writer strike, if it, they had bigger plans and they decided, you know what, screw it, we're going to end it the way that we're going to end it this season because we don't have the time mm-hmm. for anything else. Um, I would be really interested to find out how the time constraint shaped what the season was more than just like from a quality standpoint, but like the actual storyline. Yeah. I'm curious um, specifically with Bella. I think I mentioned this way, way back in the day and I might've been wrong on this, but I, I vaguely remember seeing something that she was supposed to be like a, like a Winchester sister somehow. I hope which, not. Cause Sam was dreaming about fucking her. So 
<laughs> yeah, that that you know, in in hindsight, when I said that, I've maybe that was just some wish fulfillment on my side. Maybe I just really want those boys to have a sister. Maybe that would calm them down a little bit. But, uh, <laughs> that's actually a really good segue into um, our Wincest chat. No, no, into <laughs> if if you listeners out there know anything about what would have happened in season three, or you've read any articles, uh, send them our way. After this episode releases, we're going to be doing our feedback episode, and that's where we take your questions and your prompts. We also nominally discuss the any kind of extras or anything that's on the Blu-ray, which we've totally forgot to do in season two, by the way, we just didn't do that. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know if you remember that at all, but we completely didn't. We didn't even talk about the gag reel. Uh, gag so fine. if you, but you, it, the gag reel is cool. It's okay. I go watch it. Like, what are we going to say about it? And then, and then Dean makes a face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just go, go Google, go fucking YouTube that stuff. We don't need, you don't need us to tell you that a gag reel is funny. It's called a gag reel. Um, but if you if you know anything about that, I, I'm very curious if there's any aborted storylines that you know people may have picked up on or interviews with writers or whatever have revealed. So send that to us, uh, monsteroftheweek.cool slash contact. If you want to DM us on Twitter, it's MOTWcast. Um, and yeah, I'm looking I'm looking forward to our, our questions episode this 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 year. Yeah, this year, sure. This year, yeah, the to, third uh, one in 2017. Want to get into the road so far? Sure. Thank you uh, again, Autumn Greer, for for riding our road so far. This will be the last. I was just about she's to ask. Retiring after season three. Yeah, this is the last. Friend one. of the show. She's retiring from being friend of not, the show. Not from. She's she she's not she's retiring from uh not from listening and not from being a friend of the show, but only from writing all this stuff. She says it's too much work. She just can't handle it anymore. Too much pressure. Right. So. Who's going we'll to fall to find beneath the, for us the brunt four. of this joke from now on? Um, all right. <laughs> yeah. No. Season three has had some ups and it's had some downs, uh, and even more feelings. Feelings that the boys obviously refuse to talk about despite Dean's pouty stare and Sam's expressive eyebrows. <laughs> our most recent episodes saw Dean's criminal past catching up with them, leaving our hunks locked up with a cop, a virgin, and a whole lot of demons. Then Ruby shows up and warns the boys about Act 3's new big bad, Lilith. Uh, again, they could have had her way earlier in the season. Anyway, with all that behind them, the boys take on some lighthearted ghost hunting with a group of lovable goofballs before once again ruining their lives, destroying all of their footage. Remember when in season 1 when they put a fish in the back of their car and sent mm-hmm. them off to Hollywood mm-hmm. with... Okay. And finally, they pranks. get phone <laughs> Pranks, yeah. Prank boys. Uh, and finally, they get phone calls from the dead or something like that. Um, the episode was fine, but it's not as good as the other two, so... And that catches us up, and uh, we're going to start right out with, um, wow, this said episode 24, and it almost really confused me, but this is episode 24 of this podcast. It's actually (laughs) episode 15 of season three, called Time is on My Side, written by Sarah Gamble, directed by Charles Beeson. Came out May 8th of 2008. Do we need to do an age check-in, or do you think we all, everybody kind of figures out our age at this point? Yeah, actually, again, to to correct what I said last time, I still was only 17 Mm -hmm. at this point, so... Do I need to cue in that seventeen music? I was only seventeen. No. <laughs> oh, let, let me guess. Let me guess. You're too young to know that reference. Get right? out of my face, your... Jeremy. All right. Time is on my side. Sam and Dean investigate zombies in a small Pennsylvania town where they find a doctor with a sinister agenda. Meanwhile, Bobby learns where Bella is hiding, so Dean confronts her, leaving Sam to deal with the doctor. See, I can appreciate this this write up because it's not a fucking spoiler. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I like this. Um, it's it's very good. It's it's just a two sentence thing. It's in and out. We don't get really anything incorrect. Uh, what do you think? What do you think about this episode, Chris? What do you, what do you think about everything that happens in this episode? This feels like it should have been a monster of the week episode that they really had mm-hmm. to tie into the um, saving Dean thing, which may have come up anyway. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and the Bella thing feels like it also got written into this. Like, the Bella thing could have been its own entire episode, but they didn't have time for that. So, I like the, the idea of this episode a lot. It's got some pretty good moments in it, but it feels, again, like a victim of the writer's strike. Yeah, it's just like you said. The I think the the core stuff of the the trying to save Dean um, via this monster of the week stuff, which we'll we'll get to in a minute. Of what the big bad in this episode is, um, that big bad theory is coming up. Don't worry. Um, the uh, but the Bella stuff really seems shoehorned in there, and like her the ending to her arc or her story in the supernatural universe really really seems like most of it happens off screen. We get a we get kind of a exposition dump on her right at the end which doesn't sound right let me rephrase that we get a whole bunch of uh extra knowledge on bella towards the end of this episode which kind of feels unearned almost um even though i think dean specifically and her interaction together really really work i almost i would have loved to see this relationship fleshed out over another four or five episodes so that that when they landed on this when they come to her ending it's actually a little bit more powerful but before we get there i guess we, we need to start from the very beginning uh I mean, like, what, how do you how do you want to handle this episode? Because this feels like it's the it's the penultimate episode of the season, so it feels like we should spend some time on it. But like, a lot of the stuff that happens is, hey, that you know, the boys think the zombies are coming, and the zombies are definitely not coming. It ends up being this this old dude that they're already aware of. Yeah, there's some important stuff going on in this episode, like lore wise, I guess, not lore wise, character wise. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, yeah, the, the monster hunt isn't anything to really pay that much attention to. Um, Again, the concept is cool because just spoilers, it's not a zombie. It's this doctor who figured out a, like, what, a philosopher's stone type thing, this elixir, this whatever scientific method that he used to grant himself immortality. Um, and as he's aged, he needs to replace his body with new body parts. I don't know when along the lines he decided to start uh, hunting people, but that's what he's done. And that's what we see throughout the episode. Yeah, and um, the setup for this is uh, Sam and Dean. Sam presents this as a case to Dean, and says, "Hey, there's there's these zombies because our cold open is all about this dude that getting like stuffed into a car that you know the his liver I think gets taken out or one of his kidneys gets taken out, mm-hmm. um, and then and Dean is always as you might imagine knowing Dean Winchester as well as we do at this point really into hunting zombies like he's kind of excited about the idea but he's he's confused because Sam up to this point." has been on, uh, I think he says, like, been on um, soul-saving detail. He says something to that extent. Of Basically, Sam has been focused on trying to break Dean's deal. And reminder for the listeners that may have forgotten, Dean has about four minutes to live, basically. Yeah. He's got, actually, I think in this episode, he specifies three weeks. So he's got three yeah, weeks to live three weeks before. Left. Um, so he sold his soul to the to hell in order to bring Sam back to life. And if he tries to welch or get out of that deal, he's not only does he die, but also Sam dies. So... But that hasn't stopped Sam from being super concerned about this whole thing. Uh, but they, they're they quickly kind of stimmied because they think it's zombies, but they find out that this dude wasn't, um, this, that his wasn't liver wasn't like, forcefully like removed. Yeah, he was yeah. surgically removed. Yeah. Um, they, they do some pretty we both, gross stuff. We both took note, Jeremy. I noticed in, in your notes, I noticed you wrote down Dr. Quinn Medicine Zombie, and uh, I also wrote it's a, that it's down a great my line. Notes, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that will probably be in the intro if I had, unless we come up with something else during the course of this episode. I'm thinking that'll be the the intro, the the, the third host, if you will. Um, 
they they go to interview this dude, and I, I like this dude because Sam and Dean are kind of badgering him with questions, and he's basically like, "Hey, my my kidney was removed, and I, I woke up in a bathtub full of ice, and my day sucks. I don't want to answer any of your dumbass questions. Yeah. <laughs> he's just not having it. In a way, like, this I don't is, care who did this to me. <laughs> yeah, this is going back to like Supernatural's urban legend roots, where they would take mm-hmm. you know normal like the whole waking up in a in a bathtub full of ice with the missing kidney. Like that's an urban legend. I'm way more modern yeah. urban legend, but still an urban legend. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I I was kind of I'd kind of forgotten what happened in this episode. Like so, when they said zombies, I was like, man, that doesn't really ring any bells for me. Um, but yeah, we, we, we pretty much quickly find out then. And we go through like this dude, like there's this whole scene with this jogger with this like heart rate, which seems so fucking dated now, right? Like when your phone yeah. is measuring your heart rate for you and everyone's, and everybody's wearing Fitbits to have this thing that beeps every time your heart rate goes up just seems so fucking <laughs> old school. But he kidnaps a jogger that has one of these things on his wrist and tears out his heart. But you can hear his, his heart rate monitor going up and up and as he gets, gets getting cut and then it goes away. <laughs> like it's just so, it's so dumb. Yeah, um, I think the only other notable thing in the first half of this episode is that Sam and Dean are torturing a demon at the beginning, right? Oh, yeah, they are. Yeah, I, I completely forgot about that. Mm-hmm. They're essentially, they're, what, they're trying to find out where Lilith is, because they think that if they can kill Lilith, that they can get Dean out of his deal, since she's the one who holds all the all the deals, presumably. Mm-hmm. And it's starting to show that the, the lengths at which these boys are willing to go, um, I don't know, it's... With fiction now in 2017, there's the good guys are always, you know, halfway to being the bad guys. That's just how it is. It's the anti-heroes all over the goddamn place. Not a new concept, but everything now is so gritty and real. And we're just so... It's just... We're kind of... I don't know where I was going to say that. Mm, hold on. Well, I mean, it, this is kind of the beginning of that, right? Because... For a lot of the a lot of these three seasons, Sam and Dean have kind of kept themselves on the good side and tried to save everybody that they could, and they still do that. But with these demons, um, and there's a scene in this episode where after they finish interrogating the demon and basically get no information whatsoever, uh, Dean like some time passes. Dean comes back in the room and Sam asks like, "What you know was he able to survive?" And Dean says, "No." Like they're riding them, they're riding these humans pretty hard just on purpose. And so even after after an exorcism, and we're going to see, especially in the second episode, that they have been forced to stop caring about saving actual human lives. Like they're, they're making these small sacrifices. They're, you know, the, the ends are, are going to justify the means for them, which is, it's, it's going to be just so as, as the next two seasons, even I think the next, like the rest of the series goes on, we're going to f- see how just terrible this plays out for these boys. Yeah. <laughs> like they, they would have had such okay lives if they just had not started any of this shit. So I wonder if the level of like desperation and the things that they're willing to do, uh, how it compares in this season to seasons going forward. You know, they're they're desperate to uh, kill Yellow Eyes in the first season. Uh, later mm-hmm. on, they're desperate to do the things that they're doing there. But here, it feels somehow more extreme because it's the first time that we're really seeing it, uh, and because Dean's literally has a timer, like a ticking time bomb on him. Uh, they only have three weeks left, and then. Dean goes to hell forever. So they're like, you know, they're they're doing things to an extreme that we haven't seen before and that we don't necessarily see in the same way um, for at least a little while. And it really seems like they're powerless. Uh, you know, the cult has been stolen by Bella, so they don't have a weapon against the demons to really use. Um, they have one demon contact who is Ruby, who has basically effectively lied to the both of them for, for quite some time um, and is just generally untrustworthy 
<laughs> period because yeah. she's a fucking demon she's a demon um she's a demon so like they, they you know they don't really have any they don't have any leads on lilith um they, they're trying to find them to interrogate these demons but it's, it's not really working for them and i think that if they had built up to this as being the penultimate episode that it, i would have really felt kind of frantic because i actually did kind of feel frantic in watching them like them trying to grasp at these straws especially sam which we're going to get to in a minute grasping mm-hmm. at some straws uh just it it actually feels kind of desperate like you can feel you can you can feel the desperation settling in on on all of these dudes on both of these brothers we'll see bobby here in a bit but yeah so i guess the the center of this episode is sam eventually comes clean he reveals that he sort of know he knew about this case going into it he was aware that there was this this guy this doctor who potentially had you know the secret to uh immortality and He's not super happy with it, but he, he he finally comes clean with Dean being like, you know, this isn't some sort of spell. This isn't some sort of summoning ritual. This isn't a deal. This is science. It's super weird science, but it's technically science. We should get this guy to make you immortal so mm-hmm. that you can't die and go to hell. Because if you can't die, you can't go to hell. Um, Dean's obviously not happy at all about this idea. He t- thinks it's totally unnatural. Sam is essentially trying to be like, this is basically a band-aid. You know, we'll both take it if we have to, if that will keep us alive until we can break the deal and then go back to normal. Um, but he's definitely, like, he's playing with some serious shit here. You know, different types of characters might be totally fine with that. Like, okay, let's try to make this immortality potion or whatever. Um, but Dean has seen enough that he knows you do something like that, even though he's never encountered anything like this specifically. But Dean knows if you do something like that, then you're not coming back the same way. You know, you're, you're not going to be the same anymore. Even if you were an immortal hunter who could just go on forever defending humanity, which is like a dope idea. They totally should have gone with it. Uh, <laughs> we'll check in on that got hellhounds on his trail. Yeah, come on. Um, great idea. Yeah, I, I like that Dean refuses this too, right? Um, so, I mean, we, we've, we've talked about that, and we're kind of jumping ahead, and this episode is, is going to be a little messy to talk about because there, there's things we want to talk about, but it's not. It's, it doesn't really go very well with the narrative that the show presents because it tries to hide and surprise you throughout the whole thing. Um, but I really like that when Sam finally gets his hands on this thing and he says, just like you mentioned, like, this is science. We can do this. Dean is like, absolutely not. It's the first and not the last time we're going to see Dean refusing these kind of half step measures because he knows he, he's going to, he's going to hold on to whatever humanity he has. He doesn't want to turn into this weird creature. And even just looking at the doctor that we've seen, like his face is all cut up, it, which I guess implies that he's cutting people's faces off or something. Uh, you know, he's, he's, he survived by basically being kind of a, like a carrion feeder almost of just stealing people's limbs and killing them. And Dean doesn't want to do that at all. So it's, yeah. it's, it's nice that Dean for right now, despite the fact that he's about to go to hell is still taking the high road in all of this. Yeah. We need one of them to be at least. We do need one of them to act like a goddamn human being every once in a while. And, and, you know, I, I'm making fun of Sam by saying that, but Sam is really just trying to do the best for his brother, right? Like yeah. that's what he's really so trying at this, to do. Yeah. At this point, Sam decides, I'm sticking here and I'm going to finish this hunt. Whether he can get the answers he wants or not, he's still going to follow through with the hunt. Meanwhile, Dean gets a call from Bobby. He's got a lead on Bella. Uh, he can go talk to this guy named Rufus. Who I totally forgot Rufus. that Rufus came in on this episode. So that was, Me uh, that too. was fun. Although, Rufus is not played for laughs or for fun, really, that much here. He is kind of fun. All of his mm. so and what you know all of his like question yeah. questioning shit to dean it's funny but it's like a very sobering serious conversation that the two of them have so uh let's say we cover dean's side of the story first 
Okay. So yeah, Dean goes to meet this, this Rufus character. Rufus is an old, you know, Bobby's not going to say friend. Uh, they haven't spoken in 15 years. There's obviously some, some, some bad blood between them. Uh, but Rufus is an old hunter. Uh, Dean goes to visit him and brings a bottle of Jack, which is the only thing that gets him in the door. They sit down and drink from the look of it. Most of this bottle of, of Jack, right? Like they, they drink a lot of scotch on this thing and then have mm-hmm. this extraordinarily serious question, which is not question conversation, which, you know, Rufus knows where Bella is. He knows what Bella is. We'll get into how he knows that in a minute, which I think is really funny. Um, but more importantly, he knows exactly what Dean is doing. He knows that Dean mm-hmm. only has three weeks left. He knows what Dean's deal is. And he says, you know, even if you get out of it, even if you come out of this alive, you know, you're, this is what you have to look forward to. This is, this is the, fu- this is your future. This is me living alone at, with a house guarded by cameras, being super suspicious of everybody that comes in unless they bring alcohol. Yeah. There's and no it's, It is very sobering to, to Dean, who you can tell is like a little fucked up about it. Yeah. It's, um, I don't think it's how he, he expected it to go. I think he just expected to get some help and, you know, he wanted the he wants hope. Dean need, desperately needs hope, and he's not the, the type to mm-hmm. admit it. But that's exactly what he needs. Uh, and he goes and talks to Rufus, who does not give him any of that shit. He almost makes fun of Dean. He's like, you you know, you got yourself into this shitty situation. Even if you get yourself out, you're still in a shitty situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, the line he uses is, "Folks like uh, folks like folks like us, uh, th- there ain't no happy endings," which is yeah. you know uh, is. We've never really seen a happy ending with a hunter so far. Like, think about all of the hunters that we've met, whether it's Eileen or Joe or, or excuse me, Ellen or Joe. I was actually thinking about a totally different hunter when I said Eileen. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you were. <laughs> Shout out to my Bloodborne fans. Um, Ellen or Joe or, you know, even Bobby is not what we would call stable. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we've, saw, we've seen <laughs> yeah. his origin story and it's not great. Uh, John Winchester, all of these people, have, our, our friend, you know, Gordon B. Lurkin didn't didn't end up very well. So, really, out of all of them, Rufus is probably the one what quote unquote most successful, and even he seems not very great. So, yeah. Um, well, they they eventually get to talking about Bella, which is the reason that Dean came in the first place uh, after their mm-hmm. you know serious drunk conversation. Um, she burned off her fingerprints. We learned this, uh, but so so they say he says that she burned her fingerprints, but. Uh, that has to mean that she like burned them in the database, right? Like she didn't physically burn off her fingerprints, is, 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 right? I think that they're implying that she physically burned off her fingertips, Man, like that an seems assassin. So weird. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it seems so. It that seems such like a weird. Like it seems like a weird detail for this show for for whatever reason. But it, it does work because of the next thing that Rufus says is so ridiculous. So Bella, well, he says that he, he knows a guy in England where Bella is from. Um, and he needs a shot of her ear, but he just says, you do her ear. That's how you find her. You do her ear. And Dean's like, well, I've done a lot of things, but, um, <laughs> but basically meaning he's saying there's a database of ears. Uh, ears are as unique as fingerprints is what he's saying. I don't know if that's true. Uh, I don't honestly listener. If you're, I don't care either. So you don't have to tell us. It's okay. Um, it, it actually, actually I, I did the research. I Googled this. It is an actual thing. Uh, I talked about it with autumn at lunch one day and she's like, Oh yeah, I've heard about that. And we looked it up and sure enough, it is, it is an actual thing. Um, it's just for whatever reason, not really used. And I, I didn't research it enough to figure out like all the details. I like did the Google search. and was like, okay, this is a real thing. It's pretty fucking stupid though. Yeah. Um, but we find out that 10 years ago, Bella's parents were killed. Um, I guess Bella's suspected of killing her parents, uh, and she inherited their their huge fortune. And ever since then, she's just been on her own. Um, 
I think that at this point, we don't really know anything more than that, right? It's not till later that we find out. Yeah, we find out what actually happens towards the end. But there, there is this like uh, because we well, so I guess let's lay it out a little bit better than this. So Dean reads the file and looks up surprised, and we go to like a commercial break. But with Dean looking like that, implying like, oh, the, she has done the worst thing imaginable. When he confronts her in her hotel room, uh, that's where we we see this flashback of her, like her dad walking in on her and she's crying and he like closes the door and locks it, which I guess is implying some sort of abuse, right? Like, like she's being abused by her father somehow. Yeah. It seems really weird Um, and dark. And then she, she's told, she tells Dean straight up like, yeah, I was 14. They were wonderful people and I killed them because I wanted their money. Uh, but he sees this weird thing in her, in her apartment, in her hotel room that he definitely recognizes, but doesn't, doesn't really say anything about now. That's going to, you know, come up a little bit later. Uh, and he goes back to help Sam track down this doctor guy because he's kind of worried about it. Meanwhile, she calls somebody on the telephone and tells him, like, yeah, he took the bait. I, I know where they are. They're going to be over here. You know, go find them. Mm-hmm. Also, Bella's uh, saying that they were wonderful people and she killed them. That's totally, that's Bella's armor. You know, just like Dean, she's got this facade. She'd rather not play the victim in any situation, even though she does at the very end of this episode. Um but she would rather not say, my parents were super awful to me, and I killed them, um, or something happened to them, whatever. She just is like, yep, they were great, and I killed them anyway, because I'm a uh, you know, cold-hearted killer, which she's not. But that's what she wants Dean to believe. Yeah, she's weaponizing her feelings at this point, which is probably the way that she's gotten by all of this time. Mm-hmm. Um, you might say, these last ten years, Chris. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, so... Sam has has finally found. Um, Sam has been searching for the doctor this entire time while Dean is doing all this other stuff. He's got it narrowed down to some camps on the lake because, or next to a river, because the doctor's going to need whatever, whatever, whatever. It doesn't matter. He finally finds the pl- finds the place and discovers the, the the jogger we talked about earlier with the heart rate monitor dead, and then also finds a uh, another hostage that's alive that he w- that's has like maggots coming out of her uh, arm because the the doctor is using the maggots to like chew away the dead flesh or, or whatever. Yeah. We should, we should talk about how really graphic this episode is compared to, we, we did a little bit with the uh, pagan episode, the mm-hmm. Christmas episode, but like we're really ramping up the, the blood and gut scene. In yeah. This they, almost, like, they show like actual maggots, like yeah. eating up this girl's arm and they almost scoop out Sam's eyeball in a little while. Um, and you got this yeah, fleshy weirdo stumbling around. He looks like a combination of Frankenstein and Frankenstein's monster. Uh, and it's very, mm-hmm. it's, I mean, it's cool. He looks like a cool monster, but he's, uh, it's freaky. Yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely freaky looking with the scars running down his face and he kind of looks like a patchwork man. Like he's been sewing himself together mm-hmm. throughout these long years. And, uh, did we talk that the reason that Sam and Dean even knew about him in the first place is that this is something that, uh, <laughs> John Winchester was supposed to have killed way back in the day. Yeah. But, uh, clearly, he, you know, I mean, old, old dad didn't do the job right. Just like, you know, being a father. Fucking fucking winchesters man like they can't they can't just put these things to bed forever like they they always leave a thread dangling somehow it's so frustrating yeah but uh so sam got caught at some point but with dean shows up to save him right <laughs> pretty much yeah like i i go back and forth on this episode a lot chris like it's 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 very important kind of from a lore standpoint about what we're gonna we're gonna about to get into but i mean for the most part like it's just kind of like a ho-ho monster of the week episode right yeah um obviously they're playing with some cool themes when you're just watching it as an episode out of X amount of episodes, not as part of a, a contained season, I think this episode's fine. Um, but mm-hmm. as breaking these things out into seasons, as I mean, they're broken out into seasons, so it's <laughs> natural to do that. 
this episode just <laughs> I just wanted more from it, I think. Uh I used to really like this episode a lot. Uh but I wish that this was two separate episodes. I wish there was the episode following up with Bella, finding out who Bella might be working for, finding out Bella's past, meeting Rufus. All of that could have been one episode. Um and then the whole yep. hunt for this Frankenstein fella uh could have been another episode and they both could have played into each other very well, given more time on the countdown um for Dean's soul. But it's all sort of jammed into one, and I think that that diminishes it a little bit. And it really does feel like an 11th hour move for them to say, you know, for Sam to be looking through Dad's diary and suddenly be like, oh, this old case, this sounds like something that I've seen before. Uh, maybe this, you know, Voldemort character can come save us. <laughs> it's really... And, like, to have the, the, the implication here is that when uh, Dean left Bella's hotel room, she found the receipt for where they stayed at the cabin and then calls this doctor guy, like this immortal doctor guy that I guess she's working for. Like I thought that she was, that idea, I thought she was calling Lilith or somebody with, with Lilith. Oh, maybe she was, but we don't get any kind of follow up. Yeah. That, right? I assumed like see- that she's on the phone crying later or something like that. Uh, I assumed that she was not hired by, but basically enlisted by, by Lilith saying like, if you kill Sam Winchester, probably Dean too. Um, because Lilith really wants Sam dead. Um, if you kill them, mm-hmm. I'll let you out of your deal. And that would totally explain the total sudden change in Bella's behavior. Um, yeah. But this whole... Spoiler alert. Bella sold her soul <laughs> ten years ago um, to a demon, just like any other, like a little girl demon, mm-hmm. um, to have her parents killed. Because they were obviously severely abusing her and she was miserable. Um, so she grew up into the person that she is. Um, and suddenly her time has run out just like Dean's. And the hellhounds are, are at her door and she's trying to protect herself. It just feels weird that we've spent so much time with Bella and yet she never showed any sort of anything to suggest. None, none of that really came up yeah. or anything. Like, other, than that was when, even suggested. Yeah. other than when she stole the cult. Which you would think, oh, she wants to use that to protect herself because she knows about it. Um, but no, she either hands it over to the demons or sells it. I can't remember. I think that she was giving it over to the demons that... Because again, she's been enlisted by Lilith to to prevent them from from killing her. Because Lilith is afraid of Sam, basically. Yeah, so she she sold her soul to the devil. Uh, she was told that if she got the cult, that she would get let go of her. She would get out of her deal. Um, and then she was told after that, no, 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 you actually have to go and, and kill Sam and Dean. Um, and Dean figures this out because he purposely dropped the receipt that she finds to know where they are. And then he saw this branch, which is something that's used to keep hellhounds at bay. It's not um, goofer dust or whatever, but it's it's some sort of branch that's supposed to hide their tracks from hellhounds. So he, he kind of puts all of this together. There's a really affecting scene at the end with Bella just breaking down and begging for mercy, even though it's even saying, I know I don't deserve it. I know I've been a piece of crap, but please, Dean, you have to help me. You have to help me. And he says, basically says no. He just drops it and is straight cold to her. Yeah. And that's when we hear hellhounds in the distance and we start we realize like she's probably going to die and it goes to the credits which is kind of a disappointed end for a character like bella who Mm -hmm. i was enjoying up to this point and again just like you said just feels totally rushed like we we see all of this in the space of an episode it feels like this should have been a two or three episode arc for her like we should have seen her communicating with lilith or communicating with the shadowy organization or something so i I was kind of let down about it but i'd Man, this I, I like Bella a lot. Like I like the actress a lot. So this really hurt the scenes where her and Dean are either 
squaring off each other with like witty repartee or actually yelling at each other because Dean thinks she's a, such a piece of crap, I think are just really, really good. I wish he could have stayed around longer. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's a shame that she's never come back as far as I'm aware, because they have a pension for, for bringing people back in Supernatural and she still works for the CW. She's on another one of their shows, I think. Uh, she's on The Walking Dead too, but she was on one of their other shows at some point. So it, it, it would have almost seemed fitting for them to bring her back, but they never did. Uh, and, and this is just, Bella just sort of dies out pleading for her life. And in a lot of situations, even with his clock ticking, I think Dean would have been like, oh shit, goddamn, we got to go help this woman because that's who he is. Yep. That's who they both are. Even if they hate her, that's who they are. Um, but Dean is basically looking at it as like, you are now the reason that I can't do anything to save either of us. And he says as much because I could have protected you both if you or us both. You would just come to me looking for my help rather than trying to go against us because the same thing. I mean, I don't know if you said it already, but Bella drives to their motel cabin, wherever the hell they're staying. Fires. Oh, no, no, we have, we have not talked about the weird sex doll murder that we got to get into. Yes. <laughs> she busts in and um, sees two, two, you know, sleeping mounds on the beds. It seems that Sam and Dean shoots them both. Obviously goes to check her kills and sees that it's just two inflatable sex dolls slowly deflating with bullet holes in them. Again, just the the contents of the Winchester trunk. Just you never know what you're going to be able to pull out of there yeah. and, and, and use in it. And it, like before this, it was anti possession necklaces that they handed out to it, and it, like 15 people basically. Now it's sex dolls that they could use to hide themselves. Where is my deleted scene of Sam and Dean blowing up these sex dolls and hiding them under? Yeah, the, the uh, act of having to covers, blow them up. The <laughs> 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 that's what that's that's some A plus supernatural content that I feel yeah. like we got robbed for. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's good stuff. But yeah, that's that's pretty much the end of Bell of Bella. Um, we we literally never see her again. She doesn't show up in Supernatural again, which is, is I, again I always thought she was going to come back in some form or the, or the other. Especially when they started bringing back. And again, for the people watching along with us for the first time, it we're, we're getting to the point where you should probably start realizing that death isn't really a, a permanent thing in Supernatural. Uh, you know, people are going to come back all the time. So like, <laughs> it's not I mean, it's I not really, a really permanent thing, except for when it just randomly is. <laughs> Yeah, except for, you know, one out of 20 times. They just they decide, decide. No, they're actually dead. <laughs> that yeah. a character is not coming back, yeah. Um, yeah, the, the episode, so to, to resolve the stuff with Frankenstein, you know, they uh, they buried him alive after they got, you know, the jump on him. Uh, so he's just going to be trapped in a coffin underground for the rest of eternity or until his brain decays and shuts off, presumably. Um, so that's, so, like, the so, worst thing they ever so, do to anybody. <laughs> I... Number one, I, I like the way they get him uh, because uh, b- right before all of this, we deal with all this Bella stuff. Um, he's got um, Sam trapped up, like tied to the table. He's going to steal his eyes because his eyes are going out. Dean comes in and blasts him, and of course, bullets don't do anything to this body. Which, I mean, it seems weird that you could just take a bullet standing up, even if you were like, I would, I would think that you would have to go get another shoulder and put it on first. Yeah, but yeah. whatever. Like, I don't really, I, I don't really care about that stuff. Uh, the doctor like runs over and kind of starts attacking Dean. Dean stabs him with a knife, and the doctor's like, "You think a knife is going to stop me?" Well, Dean has dosed the knife in chloroform because you know, as we we established in season one, Dean knows the smell of chloroform real good. Uh, <laughs> and then he goes to sleep, uh, and then yeah, they bury him, Chris. And I don't. This seems like a bad idea because not only do they bury him, they bury him with his research right on top. So if anybody comes and finds him, they can find this book and think, "Oh, this is how you." This is how you keep somebody alive for forever. And also, I have proof because there's a guy alive in this thing right below, yeah. <laughs> right below this research. This doesn't seem like a great idea. Why don't why not no. burn him? 
I don't know. Because they want to, Dean just wants Why to torture somebody for eternity, I guess. And again, like I said, I'm just hoping, just for just for the sake of our, our hero's actions, that that guy's uh-huh. brain will eventually shut down and that his immortality will cease. But I don't know. I really don't know. No, I, I don't. I don't know either. Uh, it's it's really really kind of strange to be honest with you. I, I I don't understand this punishment at all. Like I, I really think that burning would have been perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. What. And, and they they said that John had uh, like taken out this guy's heart or something, and they don't really do a, a real great ex- explanation on how he manages to put himself back together with the heart. But he just implies that it was difficult. The doctor does. It was it was very it was very challenging. So to me, I mean, if you're a hunter, you should just be burning everything. You should just right? absolutely be burning everything. Burn your clothes after you're done wearing them. Just burn everything. <laughs> I, I don't know how well flannel burns, but I bet it burns pretty good. Yeah, you don't want to have... I bet, it, I bet it burns okay. You're going to have some haunted socks or something? You just burn it. Just burn it all. Yeah. Uh, anything left to say about this episode uh, besides talking about trackable ears and how kind of creepy it is that Rufus like took a really, really high-res picture of Bella's ear when he was at, when she was at his house? <laughs> seems like a weird thing to do. Seems like a weird fetish, but you know. Yeah, that's uh, it's definitely a weird fetish, and there's, no, there's not, not a ton left. Um, I think that wait, what is something Bella says at the end when she's begging and and whatever she said um something about maybe you can kill the bitch about about Lilith. I think that she's implying that like even though I'm gonna die, maybe you can still take her down. Uh but but Dean's last words to her are, are I'll see you in hell, of course. Uh, and you know mm-hmm. probably yeah, most likely. You will. Is this? Um, we mentioned that they were torturing the demon at the beginning of the episode. Uh, I'm getting kind of my my stuff confused. Did we? Did they know that Lilith held Dean's deal until Bella told him at the end of this? I'm not sure. I'm not quite sure when they learned. I that. think it was the episode. Yeah, I think previous. I think that's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. Well, I guess we'll have to agree to disagree, Chris, <laughs> because that's why they're torturing <laughs> the demon to begin with. Um, or maybe yeah, maybe that is what they're what they're doing at the end of the episode they know somebody holds his deal and nobody wants to say its name so yeah maybe you're right yeah yeah yeah. i was thinking that they were just doing like general torture at the beginning and then and then they find out that it's actually lilith and that's why in our next episode are you ready to get there by the way yeah let's do it No Rest for the Wicked, uh, written by our boy, our boy is back, Eric Kripke, uh, and directed by our other boy, Kim Banners. The boys are back. Where are they? Where are oh, they, Chris? Uh, I believe that they they previously were not in town, but the boys are currently back in town. Back in town, that's correct. Uh, this aired on May 15, 2008. In the third season ender, Sam summons Ruby for help as time begins running out for Dean. The brothers, against Ruby's advice, steal her knife and, with Bobby's help, prepare to face off against Lilith and her infernal minions in New Harmony, Indiana. Uh, wow, we're just we're just telling a lot of stuff about the plot in this three sentences yeah. <laughs> here. I want to I want to briefly mention I, I sent this to you in our our, our DMs on Twitter, but uh, Netflix for some reason on the episode descriptions. Talks about uh, Sam, Dean, and Bob going to do something, <laughs> which I think is really, really funny. Yeah. Because nowhere in Supernatural has anybody ever referred to Bobby Singer as Bob. Not, like, that's never happened. Never. Not once. <laughs> 
he would shoot somebody if that yeah. happened. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> it's an interesting choice. Maybe it's a in weird the, choice. Maybe Netflix. in the later seasons. Maybe, maybe we're not caught up. Maybe, yeah, maybe it's something we haven't seen. You're right. Maybe it's something we haven't seen. Uh, we get our, we get our carry on Wayward Son intro, mm-hmm. which I think is good. Mm-hmm. It really seems, um, and I might have to screenshot this and send it to you. Maybe you can help me out. But there seems like to be at least one scene here of the boys killing something that I don't think actually happened in the series yet. Oh, at least I didn't recognize it. I don't know. I wonder if there's some stuff that they may have filmed that they couldn't, since they were rushed, they couldn't, you know, actually put it in the main episode, but they cut all this stuff together. Yeah, so. you'll have to send that to me. Maybe I can uh, give you some answers. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll rewatch it. and Because, uh, I mean, fuck, what else am I going to do with my life besides watch Supernatural? <laughs> Record 100 um, other podcasts. That's true. That's true. It's a busy week for me this week, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> the week that we're recording this, I have a lot of content to come out. If you like, if you like me talking into a microphone, this is a good week for you. <laughs> anyway, let's get uh, into this, huh? Yeah, yeah. Our cold open is Dean running through the woods, obviously being chased by something. Uh, they, they, we, they, we get our first glimpse of from like Hellhound view, or did we see? Did we see this in the Robert Johnson episode? This kind of film grain. Yeah, I don't remember, but it's uh, it's perspective, somewhat effective. Yeah, I, I like this. I like this a, a lot. When the hellhounds are chasing people, we kind of get the the POV from the hellhounds themselves. The hellhounds catch up with him, and Dean wakes up kind of in the middle of reading books about hellhounds on this picture that looks amazing. Yeah. The, this incredible illustration of a hellhound. Scary as hell. And um, Dean, around this time, has started seeing those hell faces, basically. Um, mm-hmm. We saw this in the Robert Johnson episode, where the faces begin to twist and look horrific. Uh, he's trying to have a conversation with Sam about how Sam wants to save him, right? He's, I think he says, you know, some very dramatic Sam things. You're not going to go to hell. I'm not going to let you. Everything is going to be okay. Mm-hmm. You know, promises and mm-hmm. I swear, my brother, I'm going to do this for you, all that kind of thing. Uh, and Dean is kind of nodding along with it, but he's seeing like a twisted, ripped up version of Sam's face as it's happening. Uh, and, you know, those are the visions. But Dean Dean is kind of aware of it and he's trying his best to to hide it. Dean also wants to go to, um, and spend his last 30 hours is the number that we, we, we get, we get mm-hmm. told in this opening episode, um, or excuse me, in the opening of this episode, he wants to go spend that in Tijuana and go get some cervezas and some, uh, he says something else and then says, ask what the Spanish term for donkey show is, which Dean, why do you want to spend your last 30, 30 hours <laughs> on earth watching something fucking terrible? But whatever, who cares? Yep. Yep. Well, uh, Bobby has you. figured out now that, now that, now that they know the demon's name, now that they know it's Lilith, he has a spell that can locate Lilith, which he does using okay. contraptions. That okay. I, I really like. Okay. So for <laughs> this people, feels like five seconds and it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't take a long time for people who like <laughs> hate witches and hate magic, and they hunt all these mm-hmm. magical creatures, they sure fucking mm-hmm. love using magic spells. <laughs> like, they love spells, man. They are constantly casting really magic. Like, there's no They're other way to put it. doing it all the time. Do you remember when the, uh, I think this was season one, when they first met Meg, and they were using, like, a, a spell bat that was basically a Spongebob, like, placemat <laughs> or something? Yes. Like, they'll, they'll do magic, they'll do shitty magic just to be able to do a little bit of magic. Like, it's hilarious. I would say that Sam Winchester has done more magic than m- most witches in the Supernatural universe. <laughs> The, the ones that we've seen, absolutely, because they just keep getting eaten up by demons. We haven't like, seen any, like, long-term witches yet. What else is an exorcism if not fucking magic? <laughs> you know? <laughs> he Sam's up there on the mic like, Exorcamos Day, Amunus Amundus, whatever. <laughs> Casting shit aside, left and right. But, like, no, we gotta hunt, mm-hmm, we gotta mm-hmm. hunt monsters. Come on, dude. Yeah, but being a witch is wrong for some reason. But being I a guess, witch is wrong. Because your last name's not fucking Winchester. Yeah. <laughs> 
bullshit. If being a witch is wrong, then I want to be right. <laughs> so same Winchester. <laughs> um, so yeah, Bobby does this thing where he like lays down a map and has this like contraption thing and says like some spooky magic words, and they just determine like, oh yeah, he, she's in New Harmony, Indiana, and that's that's pretty much mm-hmm. it. Sam goes into this thing about wanting to summon Ruby. Yeah. So his his idea is they don't have the cult. They don't really have any kind of leads or anything. So his his whole idea is to try to summon Ruby and get her to give them her knife yeah. so that she can because she has a demon killing knife that they still don't really know the providence of at this point. It's just yeah, Ruby's knife. Uh if you look on the wiki, it's called Ruby's knife. Excellent. Good. Is it really? <laughs> That's yep. awesome. Yep. The, I did not uh, know that. the supernatural uh, pop figures come with Ruby's knife in hand for both brothers. Just wanted you to know that. Oh, that's so crazy. I love it. Yeah. That's so dumb and great. Yep. <laughs> it's the official name as far as I'm aware. The official name is Ruby's knife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's I'm not- actually looking on the wiki right now so I can confirm this and I love it. This is great. Yeah. It's not like the exorcism uh, blade or anything. It's fucking Ruby's knife. <laughs> But, uh, you know, Sam and Bobby kind of want to just run in here and, and, like, they want to summon Ruby, grab this knife. And Bobby is on Sam's side, we should note. Not not voicefully so, but he says, you know, Sam is right once while the boys are arguing about this. But, again, just like we saw with the immortality doctor in the previous episode, Dean is shutting this down. He's like, no, we're not – very specifically says we're not going to keep making the same mistakes. We're not going to do this again. I'm not gonna like. I'm not gonna let you guys kill yourselves. Basically, trying to save me. This is fucking ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Even though we haven't really got quite to that argument, that's what the core of this issue is. Yeah. Is Dean doesn't want Sam to throw away his life for, just for, for just for Dean's. Uh, they go on through this argument for about four and a half minutes. Bobby finally says, "Screw it! I'm just gonna go try to find something else," and leaves. And then Sam just fucking summons Ruby. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love Sam just not caring whatsoever at this point. It's like, fuck it, okay, let's do it. Yeah, he's pretty determined to do anything at this point. He he's sort of fallen completely out of line with with what Dean wants because he's just he's got the end goal in mind, but he's not looking at the immediate situation. Um, which again, in this situation. I don't think that Sam was necessarily entirely wrong because they had literally no other options. <laughs> um, but, I mean, what else would they do? If you didn't summon Ruby, if they didn't get the knife, the, the events of this episode didn't happen, what would they do? Just wait till Dean dies? <laughs> like, that's it. Wait till Dean dies, yeah. Which I, th- I think is what Dean actually is, actually wants. And, I mean, to be honest with you, knowing what we know about the rest of Supernatural would have maybe been better. <laughs> might have been the best, best call. It might have been. It either would have been the absolute best or the absolute worst. But yeah, absolutely. Like Dean doesn't want these people throwing away their lives. Doesn't want them sacrificing themselves to save him when he's very firmly d- just about dead. Like he's got less than a day left at this point. So what? What is the point? Yeah. I think is is Dean's idea. But um, once Ruby has been summoned, her and Sam have a little chat, and she's like, "Yo, hey, uh, those psychic abilities of yours, those aren't gone. Those are just dormant. Like you just don't use them anymore. They they haven't." You know, Yellow Eyes is gone, so you haven't been having these visions, but like you still have that in you. Why do you think Ruby or why do you think Lilith is so afraid of you? Um, I don't know when at some point, you know, it's, she starts getting called out for lying about being able to save Dean, um, where she insists, Yeah, you're right, I, I can't save Dean, Sam, but you can. You with your power, mm-hmm. you can she's starting to to entice him into leaning in to his psychic powers, which we have not seen a single time this entire season. We haven't seen them since Yellow Eyes nope. died last season. And other than that one mm-hmm. episode in season one where Sam force pushed a door open, we've never seen Sam do anything other than have bad dreams, basically. 
and, and get migraines basically yeah. immediately afterwards. Yeah. Like he's, his, his psychic powers have never been extremely developed, especially compared to say Ava from season one or mm-hmm. season two, who, you know, had very specific control over all of this stuff. Um, I, Chris, I think this is some of the best dialogue Supernatural has done in, in season three. Like yeah. Outside of our, our comedy episodes that I love, the, the back and forth between Ruby and Sam is great. Um, her, her saying that, you know, I, 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 Dean looks at you and thinks that you're some sort of freak, some sort of circus freak, I think, or some, some mm-hmm. sideshow freak. Uh, you know, kind of putting a, putting a, what's the word I'm looking for? Like kind of splitting them between each other, like yeah. trying to put a, a wedge between them to, mm-hmm. so that Sam gets further away from his brother. Um, I, I really, I just, <laughs> this, this is just all really good. And of course, like, as you might expect, Dean shows up and then Dean calls her uh, a slutty little Yoda, which I think is really great. Mm-hmm. That's a good, mm-hmm. that's a good line from Dean. And, uh, also calls her, I think an antichrist superstar or says that she's trying to make Sam into an antichrist superstar, which is yeah. another phrase <laughs> I really like. Dialogue is just 10 out of 10 right now. I'm loving all of this stuff. Because Dean is he's, he's at his wit's end. He doesn't want that wedge driven between the two of them. He doesn't want Sam listening to some demon, even if it means saving him. He's like, you know, he he doesn't want his, his brother going down any path that he doesn't approve of. Dean is still trying to be the protective big brother here. He's trying to, in a way, be very controlling. And he, just just the way that Sam drifted off to college, this is way dim- different. But he drifted away from the family and the things that they believe in to go pursue his own thing. You know, he's, Dean is seeing that exact same thing happening here. You're going to give up everything that you were, Sam, everything that, that dad taught us, Sam, uh, to go and listen to some demon just because she's saying you can do these, you know, spooky magic tricks to save me. Like, that's such horseshit. This is clearly some sort of evil trap for you. Um, and and it's working. That's the best part is you can see that Sam actually kind of wants to do this. You can mm-hmm. see him tempted by this and this. Chris, what do you want him to do? <laughs> What do you want him to do, Chris? What do I want him to do? <laughs> go dark side or something? You want him to go dark side or something? <laughs> Dean, oh, Dean does absolutely not want him to go dark side or something. Dean, Dean I, does not want him to go dark I, side. But I also think it's important to note, Dean loves Sam more than anything, probably. Dean also does see Sam as a little bit of a freak, as a little bit of, sure, as a little bit of a monster, not. Not a monster in in the fact that he does bad things, but a monster in that he's not entirely a normal person. Uh, he's not. He's just like the things that they hunt. He's or is a few shades different from the things that they hunt. He hasn't been doing mm-hmm. anything like that this season, really, other than just killing people. But I think that in the back of Dean's mind, that very much exists, especially since he's Sam's first come clean about kind of being in contact with Ruby. Dean has seen Sam a little bit differently. And, uh, man, this is just so fucking good. I I love all of this. Like, this is what makes Ruby such a great villain. Even though she's not our quote unquote big bad of of the season, um, she's just such a, such a presence in the season. And she's interacting with his boys to the level that really hardly like yellow eyes didn't do Mm -hmm. this. Meg tried to do this and it didn't really work, but Ruby is trying to kind of play both sides of the aisle. And all of these, this, this lying that she's doing combined with the the way that she's actually telling the truth to Sam is, is serving to create this kind of hotbed of resentment between the two of them. And I think this is 
it's just great. Like I, this is the best Ruby is going to get for me. I think I, yeah. I don't quite remember what happens with Ruby in season four, but I, I think we're going to get there eventually. Um, but this is this is all great for me. I, I love all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And Dean finally gets fed up of all of Ruby's bullshit and just straight up punches her in the face. And they kind of have this this fist fight back and forth, which feels a lot more uh, visceral than I think that most fights do for some reason. Like for some reason, I don't know if it's the the choreography or the sound effects or whatever, but like I can really like feel like them punching the shit out of each other yeah. in this scene. It's a heated moment for sure. There's a lot of tension. There's a lot of build up to this. The two of them hate each other because the two of them are trying to pull Sam in different directions. Um, but it ends with, you know, the boys get the knife and Ruby gets trapped in the basement. Yep. Uh, dude, fucking devil's trap surprise. Devil's, have have I talked about how much I love a devil? Like, yeah. it just it fucking gene parmesans me every time. And this is I because love it. Dean basically didn't have, he, he didn't trust Sam to not do this. Essentially. That's what it comes down to. Is that he he set the devil's trap up because he had a feeling that Sam would go ahead and do this anyway, which they don't really address that fact, but it's it does suggest a, a sort of loss of faith in Sam in a small way. Um, but the talk that they have yeah. here, I, I like a lot. You know, Sam is is essentially pleading with Dean, saying, you know, what if, what if I can save you? What if doing what Ruby says can help? I mean, maybe it can't. Mm-hmm. Probably it can't. But what if it can? Uh, and then I'm gonna, I wrote down the dialogue, and, and Dean says, why even risk it? And Sam says, because you're my brother, and you did the same thing for me. Like, you risked you know, a deal with the devil to save me, so why shouldn't I risk uh, you know, a figurative deal with this devil to save you? Um, Dean says, you're my weak spot, and I'm yours. Sam, of course. You don't mean that. We're family. Um, but this is where Dean says, we stop being martyrs, we take this knife, and we go after Lilith our way, the way that Dad taught us. And if we go down, we go down swinging. What do you think? Um, and I love this, because it's, uh, you know, Dean gives us this big this big gung-ho speech, you know, saying, you know, mm-hmm. fuck Ruby, fuck Lilith, fuck all these people, we're taking that knife, and we're gonna go be hunters. Because this is what our family is. Our family is hunters. We've been raised as hunters as much as this may have fucked us up. That's what we are. Let's go kick some ass. And Sam's response to that is, you totally should have been jamming Eye of the Tiger right there. Yep, yep. <laughs> Which is really, really good. <laughs> I, I do want to bring out the other line that um, where he tells Sam that the, he wants to stop being martyrs. Yeah. I don't yeah. I don't know if you, you... You broke up a little bit. You might have said that line, so I apologize if, I, if I'm repeating this, listeners. Sometimes I just don't listen when Chris talks, and sometimes he breaks up. I mean, I t- either one of those things. I totally sure. did say that line, but yeah. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Well, then this will be in the outtakes. Then I just I just love the line when he says uh, we stop being martyrs so much. Like that's some of my favorite shit in the world. Like just Dean already seeing what the Winchesters are doing to themselves right now, and I, it's just so good. Um, and then we get to meet Lilith in her in her natural habitat, more or less. Uh, we we've seen her very briefly at the end of um, that episode name, which I'm not going to even bother trying to pronounce. Uh, where she was a little girl and her eyes turned white. Mm-hmm. And now we see her, she's kind of kidnapped her, her entire family. She's possessed this little girl and kidnapped the, this little girl's family and ha- has them on a knife's edge, more or less. Uh, we see that she has brutally murdered the her babysitter or her grandmother, one or the other. It's, it looks like a grandmother, but then she says something about the bad old babysitter, so I'm not sure which one is which. Um, her grandfather is like slipping messages to their neighbors saying, please help me. The, um, you know, she's killed the family dog, and all, she, she's covered in the family dog's blood. She, the her parents are terrified of her. This is all real creepy and really, really scary. I, I think this is some of the some of the coolest villain shit that we've seen so far in Supernatural. Yeah, um, 
this little girl kills it. Like, she's super good. Kills at it. playing a really creepy little girl. And it's like, it's not over the top. She's not like, what are you doing, daddy? She just acts kind <laughs> of like a little prima donna little girl. Like, you know, these like mm-hmm. little girl divas you'll see on like TV or whatever. Um, but she has just this like perfect little sinister edge to all the, the very sugary things that she says, all the very innocent things that she says. That makes her seem horrifying. And whoever wrote this character and, who, you know, this girl for doing it, like, they knocked it out of the park. She's really oh, creepy. Man, she, she really just really just nails this shit so well. And I, the whole I, I family, like, so like, plays that whole, you know, being terrified but, like, not wanting to show it. I mean, they're being pretty obvious about it. But, um, you know, oh, sure, we can have cake again for dinner, honey. No no problems there. Uh, she And, yeah, it, this whole thing works really well. Again, would have liked to be able to see more of this throughout the season, but I get that they're only introducing Lilith in the last couple episodes, but whatever. Yeah. But this is this this works. Like seeing this kind of raises the stakes a little bit because we're we're we've never really seen a demon just do stuff just to do stuff. Like the only really the only demons we've seen have been either bossed around by higher demons or crossroad demons or people that are or demons that are directly going after Sam and Dean that have been ordered to kill them. This is just a little like existing in the world and fucking up or not, excuse me, just fucking around. Like this is what she does for fun. She just hangs out and tortures these families and makes them cry all the time. And it's 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 super scary. It's terrifying. Yeah. Um. It's. It's the first time that we've really seen, like, you know, Queen Demon, essentially. Mm-hmm. We've never, like you said... We've, Queenie, Queenie D, as, as she's known in the Supernatural wiki, Queenie yeah. D. Oh, oh, of course, of course. Um, of course. Yeah, I was, uh, I was Googling Lilith because I know that she exists uh, in mythology. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Lilith is the is the mother of all demons. Yeah. So like she is the she is the second wife of Adam when Adam said, you know, screw you, Eve. Uh, and then I want to go find a chick that you know knows how to bone down. And then he goes and bones <laughs> down with this chick, and they they basically spawn all of the demons in the world. And which you know eventually Lucifer, you know when he falls from grace, he takes control of these demons, and some other stuff happens. So again, if you have not read the series Lucifer on the Vertigo imprint, it's super good, and you should go read it immediately. Yeah, so. um, Lilith is plays a really interesting part in like. Uh, I think it's Hebrew mythology or G- Jewish mythology, not necessarily Christian mythology. I remember bringing it up in a uh, religion class that I had to take, uh, and the guy, the professor, was like, uh, "What? Who the fuck are you talking about?" I was like, uh, <laughs> "Shout out, shout out to my supernatural Excuse fans me. in here." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Looking around, hope, hoping to find someone kind of smiling, like, "Yeah, nope, nobody out there, nobody? just me." Okay, all right, shout out, all right, nobody. Hello, hello. <laughs> so yeah, she is. You know, she's based on a real figure. Why she chooses to mm. present herself as a little girl is uh, interesting, but she's not a little girl, which makes it even creepier. Yeah, she uh, she she possesses these little girls. Obviously, this little girl obviously just to have fun torturing the little girl's family mm-hmm. because they're so fucked up about their you know their baby girl murdering the family dog and the and murdering eventually murdering granddad at the table when he she finds out that he's been passing notes and it's it's all just extremely creepy. Uh, Sam and Dean 
have the have now have the knife, jump in the car to go and confront Lilith, and uh, but the Impala doesn't start for some reason, and it's because Bobby has sabotaged it. Mm-hmm. Bobby, they're trying to skate out before Bobby gets back, but of course Bobby refuses, saying, "You know, family don't end in blood. Like, yeah. I am, I am your family. Mm-hmm. I'm, we're going to do this together." He also gives them back the radiator cap. He has the nice. great line of, "Do I look like a ditchable prom date to you?" Yeah, that's a good line. <laughs> That's really good. You boys are stuck uh, with me. <laughs> this doesn't. This doesn't feel quite as good for some reason. And I, I kind of want to talk about the differences when we see the the boys and Ellen and Bobby team up at the end of season two in the graveyard uh, to you know to try to close the gate. Like that felt like a good, super cool team up moment. Mm-hmm. Whereas this this is almost that, but it doesn't work. And I'm not sure it's just because like Bobby has become such a uh, a standard presence in the show. Like it doesn't feel as special as it maybe could have. Yeah, I mean, plus it's, then it's followed up by a car ride, and they take separate cars. And yeah, also that. And as much <laughs> as I like, great. as much as I like the following scene, they are very much acting like this is their suicide mission. After this, mm-hmm. it's over. So it's not like at the end of season two where they're banding up to finally get revenge against the thing that killed their mom, and all their friends have come to help. It does not feel like mm-hmm. that. This feels like we're gonna go die, and and Bobby's gonna be there too, <laughs> like. It doesn't, it's not a victorious, let's go kick some ass moment. As much as Dean wants it to sound that way, it's not. Um, no. They want, you know, they're capable of going in there and kicking some ass, but shit doesn't go as planned. And I think that they, they know the kind of trouble they're in. Bobby also calls Dean out on having these hallucinations, he and these demon faces that we've been, <clears throat> excuse me, that we alluded to earlier. Saying, you know, how long have you been seeing things? And Dean's like, uh, a little while now. How did you know about it? And I think Bobby says, like, because I know things. Because I'm a smart person. Yeah, come <laughs> like, on. I think that's really come good. On, Bobby has really great lines in every scene that he's in. Mm-hmm. And basically steals the show. Um, but yeah, they, they decide to go to New Harmony, Indiana. And uh, on the way, Dean jams out to some uh, Bon Jovi. Yeah. Which, oof. Sam singing that wanted line is some of oh, the man. worst singing I've ever heard yeah. in my entire life. Yeah. It is it is not great. It's it's super bad. Uh unfortunately they get pulled over by a cop because Dean has a busted taillight and uh you know like the cop comes over and asks for Dean's license and Dean hands him his license and the cop says, Oh, Mr. Hagar, you know, you do you realize you have a busted taillight, which I like the Sammy Hagar reference. That's mm-hmm. good stuff. Uh and then Dean pulls out the knife and just stabs this cop in the throat. And then he kind of lights up in a demon fashion like we've seen this knife kill demons before. So yeah, this is our first. Sam is like, how is, did you know he was a demon? How the fuck did you know that he was? Why did you just stab this cop? He said, and, he uh, could sure s- enough, like he can see his face. He can see his real right. face, the one underneath he's, the human yeah, mask. Bo- <laughs> Bobby says that he's piercing the veil, and Dean says, "I don't, I don't." Can you can you dumb that down? And Bobby says, uh, "You're almost hell's bitch, so now you can see all of other hell's bitches," yeah. which is really great. <laughs> Bobby's way of dumbing it down. It's pretty good. <laughs> um, they they finally get to this town and are kind of staking out this place, and there's just demons everywhere. And uh, we get a we get a, a quick little montage of some stuff that I, I definitely want to talk about. Some of the mechanics of the things they do during this scene, but uh, I'm not I'm not too worried about it because it's so much fun. Like this mm-hmm. this attack on New Harmony is actually really. really I wish good that this this was like its entire own episode. I think that they could have yeah. staged this mm-hmm. attack. I mean, we've never had an episode of Supernatural that's an enti- like entirely just one big action thing. There's always setup, no matter how important the episode is. There's always a lot of other things going on in the episode 
before the action starts. Um, mm-hmm. But I would have loved to just, again, in a longer season, I, I can dream uh, that this was its entire own episode. Everything else was a f- more fleshed out version uh, that happened, you know, first half of this episode is its own fully fleshed out episode. Second half of this episode, the attack on New Harmony is its own fully fleshed out episode. Uh, I think that it could have been really cool. What they managed to do here is still pretty cool, but it's it's rushed. It is. It is definitely rushed. They they argue a little bit about the approach. Uh, Sam and Bobby kind of just want to jump in, and Dean again is saying we have to we have to play this smart. Like we can't just rush in there. There's demons everywhere. Mm-hmm. We we have to figure out a way to do this. Um, and then so we we get a scene where they're kind of they're baiting demons. Um, they're like, hey, come over here, and the guy the demon runs over, and they you know Sam is hiding around the corner with a knife and stabs him. Uh, we see the scene where they bless the water, like they create holy water out of this. Um, out of the water going into a house, which uh, is really, really strange to me. This this is probably one of those things like uh, I used to work in IT. So now anytime I see somebody using a computer on a TV show, it's just the most irritating thing ever because they're not doing it correctly. And nowadays I work in the water business and this entire thing just does not make any sense to me. <laughs> like, like the way that all of this stuff works, the way that it's implied to work just doesn't, it doesn't, but that's okay because like, it's going to come up later. It's going to really pay off. I think so. I'm not, they're blessing the water supply like John Winchester did, but it, it, at me on Twitter if you really want my opinions on this. Okay, JG Group. I'm, I'm sure that's not how water <laughs> systems work, but <laughs> it's definitely it's definitely. You know what? Don't at me on Twitter. But that's how they are implied to work in this episode. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's how they work in you know season three, episode sixteen, of Supernatural. Yeah. So that's fine. Um, we do get this really creepy scene with Lilith and uh, the girl's mom, the little girl who she's possessing's mom, which is like, what is this book? Where, where did where did Lilith get this book? I don't know. Hell, she can get whatever just, she wants. Just, the book is all about like the heroes dying and the princess being eaten by dragons, and like Lilith is just sitting there like a little girl, just just taking it all in. Like she's like she's this the best. This is the best thing ever. And the mom is basically crying because she's had to read it. I think she says twenty six times or something. Yeah, it's kind of a drag. Uh, I mean, even it's I'd, kind of a even drag. I'd be crying at that point. <laughs> Yeah, no doubt. I hate reading anything more than once, so I don't know why I'm on a podcast where I watch Supernatural episodes three times, yeah. but there you go. Let's uh, do it. Even if it was a regular kid, I'd still be bummed out that I had to do it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> even if it was my kid. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, thank you. Please, go the, go the fuck to sleep. Um, so they they basically they invade the house, right? Uh, well, this is when Ruby shows up, so let, let's talk oh, about okay. that. Okay, right. Forgot about so, little old Ruby. Ruby has to show back up in the final scene. How did you know? How did she get out? Oh, I have my ways. Uh, Dean makes a comment of like, "Oh, I can see your face for the first time, mm-hmm. and uh, your true face, and it's super ugly." Um, they they argue back and forth. She wants her knife back, but then yes, they 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 basically run into the house where they've seen Lilith and his family. They find the dad, tell the dad to go downstairs, and you know, get in the basement, draw a line of salt. And he argues like, "Not without my wife," or, or whatever. And Dean is like, "Yes, without your wife." Yes, absolutely. Without your wife, get the fuck out of here. Uh, they 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 split up to try to find Lilith, uh, which doesn't seem like a good idea. Is this when they turn the sprinklers on? Oh yeah, when they ran into the house, all of the demons ran up, and that's when they turn the sprinklers. So Bobby on. is across the, the street, right? Because Bobby doesn't go in the house. Yeah, I don't like again. Like this feels really compressed in a way that makes me feel like they were trying to rush this. But I don't know what Bobby is doing. He turns this, the sprinklers on. Scene. I guess he activates them, like the motion sensors in them. 
or something. Sure. Okay. I, it yeah. doesn't. Okay. All right. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Doesn't matter. But he yeah, that's, doesn't matter. So he's he's not going to show up for the rest of the episode. Yeah. Basically, he's not in the fight anymore. He's just okay. Be I'll be here, guys, in case you need me. He's you know he's posted up across the street with a sniper rifle in case any you know humans show up that he needs to kill. Yeah. And also these these uh these sprinklers are as as most sprinklers are in suburban neighborhoods positioned in such a way to make a complete moat around the house. They don't just water the grass. They're there to surround all sides of the house yeah, with the yeah. water. Um, somebody anyway, does that matter. Somebody else just, just called Bobby about a Wendigo or something. And he's like, sorry, boys, I got to take this. I got yeah, I to gotta, I gotta run. I got to pretend to be go. FBI or something. You know, he's a hunter. Hunters be hunting. <laughs> Hunters be hunting. That's a, I, I agree. Uh, so yeah, they, they split up to do whatever Sam ends up in the uh, little girl's room with the mom. The little girl is now asleep. He's got the knife. The, lo- the mom is begging him to kill her, kill her, kill her, kill her, kill her. We get Another, this really tense scene. Yeah, it's effective. She's just do it, do it, whispering it. And you're like, Oh fuck. Yeah. I don't want to see Sam stab a little girl. <laughs> no, not at all. Not, not in the least actually. Like this is going to be, <laughs> no, thank you. And, th- and that was something that they talked about, by the way, like Dean was like, we can't kill this little girl. And everyone's like, well, you have to kill her because she's going to like, this is the end of the world. Basically. Like she's going to kill so many people. Mm-hmm. You have to kill this little girl. Again, this kind of back and forth of does the ends justify the means. Uh, so Sam looks like he's not going to do it. And then looks like he is going to do it. And then the little girl wakes up and Dean rushes in and says, no, that's not her. That's not her. She's normal. And we realize that Lilith has now jumped out of yeah. this little girl. Yeah. So, so luckily Sam did not stab this innocent, <laughs> perfectly innocent little girl, which, you know, we've, we've seen demons leave the host and, uh, we we know that the humans that they were quote unquote writing or possessing at the time see all of this stuff. Chris, this poor girl this therapy poor bills girl. for years, yeah. yep. right? Yep. Thankfully, it seems like other than you know doing some some neck twisting that this little girl was basically just uh, just living it up at her house and like making her parents be her slaves. Uh, I, I mean, mean she I'm, she slaughtered her dog. I so. mean, I'm not saying that. It's and good. she and she killed her granddad. It's just and it could have been her worse. Grandmother or a babysitter. I mean, it could always be worse. I'm just saying this chick is going to have some major survivor's guilt. Like it's yeah. not going to be great for her. Yeah. It's not going to be good. Poor girl. <laughs> They're also um, about to have some more some more shit to deal with in their house in a few minutes. Yeah, uh, we're getting quickly into the end game, and I, I like all of the stuff that's about to happen. Um, they're they're obviously trapped; they can't get out. Um, Ruby is there with them, and uh, Sam says, "Ruby, teach me all the stuff you were going to teach me before, and I'll, I'll do it." And she's like, "This way, no, I can't, Mister Miyagi, your ass in like three seconds. Like yeah. that's not how this works. It's um, <laughs> you needed to actually practice." Yeah, he's just just totally. He's like, "Okay, you know what? No more thinking about this. Like we have like." A minute left. Like, please, please, Ruby, please, Ruby, please, teach Ruby, me. please, Ruby, please, Ruby. And she is like, Ruby, yeah, like you said, dude, you could have fucking said that 24 hours ago when we still had like a little bit of time to deal with this. But uh, now we have no time to deal with this. And I wonder, I really do wonder <laughs> if, if Dean would have been able to be saved. If, because we, we see a tiny little speck of what Sam's power is in a minute. Um, mm-hmm. And I, and I do wonder if, had he gone with Ruby for all of season three and been like training, like some sort of fucking Jedi, um, who, you know, what am I supposed to go dark or something? But like, you know, maybe he could have learned something that would have been able to keep, you know, kill Lilith and keep Dean around. But, mm-hmm. um, so that they're about to find a way, man, I wonder if supernatural talks about that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> um, they, De- this is where Dean just says, you know, Sam says, I'm not, I'm not going to let you go to hell. 
and Dean says, yes, you are like, this is, this yeah. is the end of the road. You have to, you have to accept this. This is the end. Like you can't, there's no more deals to be made. Like you can't, you can't sacrifice yourself. This is only me. Um, and he's also, you know, I don't basically saying to Sam, you know, I don't want you to go and, and do things that you shouldn't do to try and save me. Like, I don't want you to become something else. Just, what does he say? Take care of my wheels. Remember what dad taught you. Remember what I taught you. Take take care of my wheels. Yeah. It's always Dean trying to like, he tries to, to they, they both been doing it a lot this season. I, I have to commend the writers on that. Um, they, they take away a little bit of the overwrought emotions. I mean, they're still there, but on the surface, every, every dramatic scene is en- ended with a joke. Basically, you know, when, when Sam earlier this episode said you should have been jamming eye the tiger there, you know, little things like that. It's like, yeah, they're saying what they need to say, but they're still bros. So, you know, before Dean can say, remember what dad taught you, and then more importantly, remember what I taught you, you know, I'm your big brother and I'm saying goodbye to you. Before he can say any of that, he has to make the joke, you know, take care of my car, like, you idiot, don't, don't fuck it mm-hmm. up. Um, and I think that's a, re- and just in, it's a small, in sweet general, like the, the, yeah, yeah. And in general, the writers have uh, done a really good job of, like, season two, Sam was so obnoxious with his overwrought emotions. Like, they've managed to, ratchet up the tension and make these emotions very powerful yeah. and have them like that they were <clears throat> excuse me and have these emotions be you know so real and raw that they have to deal with it without sounding sounding whiny at the mm-hmm. same time which i think is an important distinction i think a lot of season one and two they had plot for sam but they didn't have character for him he was just sort of that's an excellent yeah vessel excellent for visions and like well he's the you know more emotional one or whatever he just, mm-hmm. you know, he fit into the plot, and he was very important, obviously, but they hadn't quite figured out who he was as a character, and in a way they hadn't with Dean either, and that's to be expected. But it's interesting to see that the more that they develop them, the greater the rift between them becomes, but also, like, the stronger the connection between the two of them becomes. You know, they they feel like two very distinct individuals and not just slightly different shades of the same hunter guy. Yeah. So... Our clock strikes 12. Uh, Dean starts hearing hellhounds. So we're at the end of Dean's uh, one year. So it's been one year to the day since the, you know, he made the deal. Uh, The hellhounds start chasing him. They, him, Sam and Ruby run into a room. They put the goofer dust that they still have left over to keep the hellhounds out. And that's where um, Ruby starts asking for the knife saying, she'll hang back and take care of the hellhounds. And that's when Dean looks at her and says, that's not Ruby. Mm-hmm. And there's, we get our, we get a really good and satisfying twist that Lilith has taken over the body that Ruby is in, which I very, very much. Yeah. Enjoy. You totally do not see that shit coming. It just, they just drop it on you suddenly. Um, and say, you know, Dean says, I couldn't tell before, but now, now that I'm up close, I realize like it's a different face underneath there. Like that's, that's Lilith. And uh, Lilith does some some speechifying. She, you know, she's a villain. She has to go like make out with Sam for some reason, which is really weird. But whatever. I think that she's <laughs> like, super that... creepy, and her making out with Sam is also super creepy because like, it's she... mind fucking Sam a little bit, right? Yeah. Like he's like, what the hell is a person? What? What? what it, why is she doing this? Why me? And she still is a little bit acting like a playful little kid. Um, so like her almost acting innocent about coming up and kissing Sam in like a very not innocent thing. It just, it really, mm-hmm. it really creeped me the hell out. It's just so strange that she's doing it that you're like, oh, fuck. Um, but like, in a good, not in a good way, but in like a, that's good horror way. The fact that she just comes over and just fucks with them like that. Um, because Ruby's not a little girl. She's just likes to pretend to be one. And I'm, again, because she's a freak. Um, she, 
so Dean gets attacked by the the, the Hellhounds, correct? And yes. then so they she start- uh, she opens the doors, which lets the Hellhounds in, and they just start fucking ripping him to shreds. Like graphically, like he's we see invisible claws rending his flesh. Yeah, it is it's pretty brutal. It is, ooh, man, it's it's bad. If you're a Dean fan at this point, which Chris, I am a Dean fan. Yeah, why would you not? I just want you to know that I I was. I mean, like you, you watch this and you're like, "What the fuck is going on?" And you look at the the counter for the episode and you're like, "Holy shit!" There's only a couple of minutes left. What? How are they going to get out of this one? Like, is this a trickster thing? What's what's happening? We're going to patch him up. Is somebody going to show up at the last second and save him? But um, is is is, where's Bobby? That's what I was thinking. Is where's Bobby going to show up to you know have the Deus Ex Machina so that can fix all of this? So Sam is he's been th- thrown up against the wall while Dean's being torn apart and I think he's trying to break free from it and this is where Lilith decides she's going to I guess wipe them out or something. I know that she she doesn't really have to kill Dean because he's already being torn apart and she doesn't mm-hmm. so I she's just trying to kill them, I guess. I don't really know what she's doing. You wrote down that she's trying to like collect his soul or something. I don't know what she's doing. Yeah. But it's a it's so like she- the first Go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> it's like the first uh, no, we were, like no. power, right? <laughs> that we've seen somebody use. Yeah. Um. It, this is this is like really weird for demons to do. Like she she we go we go to a commercial break with her like flashing this huge light at the screen and the screen going white, and then we come back and it's uh she's she's basically it's it's almost like she's been prevented from doing something and we can't quite figure out why she um, her eyes roll like back in her we don't head know exactly what's happening yeah they don't mm-hmm. her eyes don't just flash black like all the other characters and they don't just flash white because her eyes are white they roll up so like the regular human eyes just like go back as if her eyes are just rolling back and then there's just the glowing white she puts her hand out does this big glowy white spell thing like you said it seems like it got blocked and then her eyes roll back down into her like into her head essentially um and sam is no longer pushed up against the wall and, and she's it looks like, like her powers aren't working on him for some reason. Yeah. Like we don't know why. This is the only time that we really see anything like in the boy's favor. Granted, it's not really a good situation, but she's trying, she's trying again and again to use this thing on Sam and it's not working. And she's like, what the hell? And it's kind of a, uh, an indication of, of why she's been afraid of Sam or not necessarily that she's been afraid of him, but why she's wanted him dead this whole time. You know, the last couple episodes, mm-hmm. they've been really building on that, that she's after Sam Winchester's head. Um, and it's not like Yellow Eyes, who wanted to use Sam for his own ends. This woman wants him dead. And we've and we've heard, of course, there are some demons who back Sam as, like, you know, the figurehead for Yellow Eyes' army um, that we never really saw come to fruition. And then there's this other group coming together, and Lilith leads them. So there's some demon war bullshit going on right now. Um, but yeah, Sam is uh, is immune to whatever <laughs> she tries to do. And does he stab mm-hmm. her, or does she just escape from uh, he, Ruby's body? She 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 does the demon smoke thing. So yeah. she she jets out of her body and goes into a vent. Which you know, luckily there was an, an air conditioning vent. Like God, whatever, this, it looks cool. It doesn't matter. And then obviously, uh, Ruby this this person starts kind of crying and is upset. It's not Ruby anymore, and it's not Lilith. It's probably just the human that inhabited that was supposed to be in this body all along. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't really spend a whole lot of time. Like Sam is just kind of ignores her and rushes over to Dean, and Dean is completely dead. Like we don't get last words. Sam is like Sam is openly crying. It's very obvious that Dean is hundo percent dead. Yeah, it's not good. It's you know. It's crying Sam, you know, just just picking him up and just saying no. Like, he knew this was all coming, but up until the last second, 
I think Sam still believed that he could save Dean, and like after being able to dispel whatever Lilith was do- doing, it's almost as if he expected to turn and see that Dean was okay, but he has been completely ripped to shreds. It's not, he's not like a little bit hurt, like, he's very dead. Yeah. It's not like he got shot and like, you think he's dead, but really it just went, it went through his shoulder and not his heart. Like, no, he got like torn up, bruh. He got torn up. If you're uh, if you're wearing headphones and you have the Blu-rays and you turn it up really loud, you can hear as Sam holds Dean's body. You can hear Sam kind of singing under his breath, heat of the moment, almost in an effort to respawn. But no, I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. It doesn't happen. It's not there. Oh, I believed you for like a second, and then you said heat of the moment. I was like, ooh, ooh, what, what fun fact is Jeremy about to tell me? Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, oh, it's just fucking lies again. Um, Jeremy and his yeah, web is, of lies. I like uh I like what you said about uh Sam just thinking that something was going to happen at the last minute because I really felt like as a viewer I was waiting for something to happen at the last minute just like we talked about Bobby showing up um the the, the real Ruby showing up and knifing Lilith or some other thing happening out of nowhere that you know saves Dean um but all we see like this this kind of fades out and we get this really weird for supernatural scene of uh Dean kind of strapped I don't even know how, how do you describe this? It's, it's Dean in kind of an abyss like background, right? Like we see like this, this roiling turmoil of kind of black and purple stuff. And with all of these yeah. chains, crisscrossing criss- the chains, it's like a total CGI effect. Um, and it's the only time mm-hmm. that we like something in supernatural is not shot in reality. You know, they went inside of dreams. Yeah, they've done this different is things. The few full CGI yeah, stuff, but everything's yeah. just, you know, everything's on a set. Everything's, somewhere in in the real world filmed and this is a complete mm. not in i mean and they have to do something like this they can't have dean just like standing in a room that's like dark and fiery like they 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 went all out with it and it's so brief that i think it's okay and also it was 2008 so it's okay mm-hmm. um oh, i think it's i think it actually holds up pretty well like this this whole thing like the the chains that are like and, and we see dean with all four arms, you know, chained. There's a hook coming out of his shoulder that's connected to a chain. He's obviously bloody and, and beating. He's obviously in a lot of pain. He's screaming for Sam's name. He wants, you know, someone to help me, Sam, help me, Sam. We end with that loud Sam kind of thing. Yeah. And it, it's, there's, I think it's extremely good. Like man, I say good, but it's, I, I always get, it, I think it holds up very well. I always get goosebumps when I, when I hear that very end, um, Dean is, me too. Like you said, me too. yelling help, yelling Sam. And there's the really loud Sam at the end. And then it goes to black. And it shows the cre- the first, you know, credits. And then there's that one more distant Sam of, you know, Dean yelling Sam in the background as it already goes to black. That's the one that mm-hmm. you're like, oh, fuck. It just feels like yep. the voice is so <laughs> far away. The screen has gone black. It's just, it's, Dean is so far out of reach that there's like, you know, you clearly ended it not with just him dead on the floor. You You went inside and showed where he is in hell because there has to be a new season. I'm sure that they already confirmed for a new season by then. As a viewer, you, you know that there's more, but by cutting to black and having his voice suddenly be so far away at the end there, he, Dean feels unreachable, unsavable, and it just leaves you with this horrible like gut feeling for like your hero, like one of your guys you've just been watching, one of your hunks, one of, one of your dreamboats. You've just been watching them for three seasons now, and this whole season was about saving Dean from going to hell, and at the very end, mm-hmm. Sam couldn't do it. He failed, and Dean went to hell. Yep. And it's just like, what the fuck are they going to do from here? What are they going to do? This is arguably, I think, a bigger cliffhanger than season one was, where we thought everybody was dead. Like, this is even worse. Yeah. Like, and I don't, like, because the end of season one, they get hit by that truck, 
and they're all kind of laying out and splayed out, and you're like, what's going to happen? But like, there's no way they would kill all, all three characters. of your primary yeah. characters. Here, I, I did not believe that CW would kill Dean Winchester off, but at this point in time, like... I had no fucking idea what was going to yeah. happen. Like I had, like this was a this was mind blowing. I think I don't really. And this was it. There, there was no like to be continued. Yeah. There was no twenty five years later. There was no Sam waking up or anything like that. Like they end with the shot of him strapped in hell screaming. I don't know if I. I think uh, I don't know what Dean was going to do when he came back. If he was going to be a demon, because like I said, I knew that there was more supernatural. I knew he was on the cover of you know the mm-hmm. DVD box set. Like I knew he was coming back. Um. But I didn't, yeah, I did not know what it was going to be. Is Dean going to be a demon this season? Is he going to be a ghost? Is he going to be saved somehow? Like, is it going to just be Sam for a while until he finds a way to bring Dean back? Like, you know, John got out of hell by, at the Hell's Gate. I didn't know if they were going to go there and do something. Like, I had no idea how season four was going to go. But obviously, you know that Dean's not dead. That's just the nature of, of television and, like, his central role in it, you can't just kill off one of your lead characters like that. It's not Game of Thrones. There's, there's two main characters. You can't just kill one of them. Like, not not for good. Um, and I think <laughs> the that show the majority the of people... You can't kill one of them. <laughs> yeah. And I think that the majority of fans watching were not expecting to never see Dean again. But really, we don't know what's going to become of him, how he's going to come back, and what's going to happen next. Well, the, the, the interesting thing that, that this episode does is, even though... As a TV audience, we've been trained, <clears throat> excuse me, to to believe in that, to believe that in the fact that all of our favorite characters are going to come back. You're not going to kill off one of the biggest characters of the show, et cetera, et cetera. But the way that the sh- the episode ends, like I expected to have that resolution before season four started. I expected to have it at the end of the show. I fully expected something to happen with Lilith and to, for Sam and Dean to be talking about it over the Impala with beers afterwards. Like that's how I expected season three to end. And for them to end on this note of Dean literally trapped in hell, screaming Sam's name is was like, I was like, fuck. I mean, obviously he's in hell. Like that's obviously a place we've learned that in season three, maybe Sam can get at him. Like, is Sam going to have to go to hell and chase after his brother? Like what's, what the fuck are they going to do? Like, it's just like my mind was running wild specifically because they had built up and I keep, I keep hammering this home, but like the cosmology of the show, like it's so fucking good the way they kept expanding it right now. Like, like we learned about these demons. We learned hell was a physical place. We learned that some demons, you know, wanted to follow Sam. Some did not. Some would follow the yellow eye demons. Some were not. Ruby is kind of a wild card still. Mm-hmm. Like they expanded and expanded. And all of a sudden you have Dean in a physical place of called hell. That's literally hell. Yeah. Like where the fuck is that? How is, how is Sam going to get to him? I'm, Man, it was so hard not to watch the season four opener. Like I didn't, yeah. I don't want to get too far ahead of this of this podcast. But man, it's so hard not to do that. Yeah, and we just uh, we also just recently learned that all or many demons were once human. So like, what's what's going on there? Mm-hmm. And we've seen in Dean's worst nightmare, which was in the the dream episode, uh, that him becoming a demon is is you know one of his fears. And we saw that in the the Carry On My Wayward Son clip show at the very beginning of this episode like it yeah. ended that was the last scene uh, this is what you are this is what you become or whatever and it's mm-hmm. just super fucking good oh man I, i'm getting kind of chills just thinking about this ending man i love it so much it's really really good that that fade away yell at the very end is is it gets me it just feels so like hopeless and lost and powerful yeah and uh it's just not how you expect this season to end like at all <laughs> you know just like you i thought that there was going to be further resolution i thought that the boys were going to figure a way to get out of this uh even if they just postponed it 
even if it was just like, okay, well, we've stopped Lilith for now, but she's still going to be coming for you, Dean, or whatever. Um, but mm-hmm. but no, they, they lost. You know, this entire season was them fighting against this deal and, and fighting against the demons, and they lost. I, you know, I hadn't really thought about it in those terms until until you've just said that, but I, it really is. They just completely failed in their mission. Like they, you know, we've seen them come back from from desperate wins. You know, at the end of season one, mm-hmm. they don't kill Yellow Eyes, but they get the whole team together. They didn't die. They made it out of there. They got the cult. You know, everything was still okay. They hadn't won yet, but they but they got away. They were still fucked up, but they got away. Uh, season two, they effectively win. You know, they beat Yellow Eyes. But Dean sold his soul, and all of these things happen. Um, there's so there's there's always g- bad with the good. This time around, there's no good. It's just bad. Dean just died, and that's it. Wow, I, I want to go across somewhere. Can we can we take a can we take a quick little cry yeah. back, cry break on the podcast, and then come back and finish it off? I've been crying this whole time, so. <laughs> that, ex- that explains the noise on the mic. Was just your tears falling on it over yeah. and over again. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh man, do you? I don't even know. I, I can't. I don't even know if I can do admin right now, Chris. I'm so I'm so messed up by the end of this episode. All right. Well, if you uh, like what you hear, you can find us at monsteroftheweek.cool for all of our other links. Uh, we are motwcast on Twitter. Um, I am local bones on Twitter. Jeremy, what are you? I'm at JG Greer. This is the last episode of the season. We always follow the last episode by. A, Asking you to send in your questions, your feedback, your prompts, your supernatural questions, your just whatever you're curious about. Like if you want to get to know me and Chris a little better, just ask us whatever you want. Send those in, uh, monsteroftheweek.cool or DM us on Twitter. Those, that's the best place to get those into us. And um, we do have a special guest lined up for season three uh, for our, our, our finale, just like we did with uh, Joan at the end of season two. I don't want to say who it is just yet, just in case anything falls through, but we do have somebody on the books. So I'm... I will say that it is somebody that has never been on Supernatural before, though. So when I say special guests, don't like bring your expectation down a little. Go wait, <laughs> and I'll bring it further down. It's not Jensen. Nobody that's been on the show. It's not Jensen. It's not it's even not Misha. <laughs> yeah, it's not even Misha. <laughs> it's not even Misha. <laughs> um So yeah, but we do have a, a special guest lined up. So I uh, look forward to that. Um, I guess that's it, huh? Yeah, uh, doing admin really scared me, so I'm glad you took over there. You, Chris, I thought you did a wonderful job. You did great. Oh, thank you so I was much. very happy. Um, all right, do we have anything else? Maybe leave an iTunes review if you really like us. That would be uh, a delicious treat. Yeah, we've actually we, we got some new ones this week. I was very happy to see that. Yeah, I was very excited uh, about that. Please continue what you're doing. Uh, you know, leave those iTunes reviews. Encourage your friends to leave iTunes reviews if you like the show. Leave an iTunes review. Yada, yada, yada. More importantly, thank you for listening to the show. And we will see you next week with our feedback episode. And then the week after that, season four. We're not stopping. It's not, it's not even Misha. I think like, that's really fucking good. <laughs> that's what you should call the next episode. <laughs>
check out this bomb photo I just posted on Twitter. Let me let me go look. Let me go open up that tweeter. <laughs> check out this bomb photo of Lucina. <laughs> Lucina? Yeah. Lucina? <laughs> Lucina? Which one? It's Japanese, Lucina? so it's Lucina. <laughs> That's what I was okay. doing like like a few minutes ago. <laughs> just taking Luc- pictures of okay. that. You're real fucking busy, huh? Is that what's happening? H- hiding from my neighbors. <laughs> Did you, uh, <laughs> your neighbors must see you do this and go like, what in the fuck is this dude doing? Yeah. This one was like, I kind of just like, I saw that there's a bush a little ways away and I was like, I'm, uh, I'm just gonna just take a picture of this bush. So, you know, I stuck the little fig in there, the figure, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. and then just took a couple snaps and then I took it and then I walked back. It was no big deal. But the other day I was like laying down on the grass just being like, oh yeah, fuck yeah, guts, you look good. I like your I like your gut stuff that you've been posting. You've been posting a lot of berserk content. I've, I've been digging that. Yeah, just to make up for how bad the anime is. Is it really that bad? It, the animation is just incredibly, incredibly bad. Um, there's there's clearly like a lot of budget issues for the show. I don't really understand how the anime industry works, but like, there's the scene of guts like walking away from everybody. And everyone keeps making fun mm-hmm. of it on Twitter, but it is literally like somebody cut and paste him and it's just like moving him up and down across the screen. It's really weird. <laughs> and next week is like a flashback episode where they're just going to reuse all, you know, old stuff. So I'm assuming that these two episodes were like significantly cut back so that the episode after that, uh, they can make everything look really good. That's what I'm hoping. If not, then it's just fuck. Did Supernatural ever have a flashback episode? I don't know. Surprisingly, I don't think that they have. I mean, I know they like we've we've already seen episodes where they flash back to the past, but I'm just wondering if they have like a. Um, I guess it wouldn't be a flashback episode. It would be a uh, a recap episode uh, or sh- like a re- like what like a clip show or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> have you ever watched the show Community? Oh yeah, the clip episode that they do uh, is like one of my favorites because it's like three or four things at first that you've seen before and then the rest of the episode is clips from shit that you've never seen happen so it's just like, <laughs> like wait That's a really second nice. <laughs> dude have you have you caught up with twitter today uh okay. no not really i didn't have any uh, service <laughs> at jury duty i uh i spawned a whole conversation about werewolf oh i did see a little bit today. of that yeah yeah there's there's a lot going on today because it um it came up on that b and jim davis show the garfield show that i did we talked about fucking not only werewolves but also racist trucks on this ep- on today's episode. So, which is I don't I mean completely on topic of a Garfield podcast, right? Oh, of course, of course. The werewolf chat went deep today. <laughs> this this is really good. Uh, that um, Steph chick that was on. The nice episode of Don't Give Up Skeleton did several polls. And um, part one was, would you fuck a werewolf? That's mm-hmm. 45% of people say yes. 25% say no. 30% say, what the fuck, stuff. So I think that's pretty good. Um, what kind of werewolf we talk? We talk of Jacob from Twilight? How furry is it to fuck a werewolf? 8% say not furry. 47% say diet furry slash mainstream. 32% say pretty furry. 
13% say you've gone the full fur. Is this because of uh, us? Well, it's, yeah, because I, I tweeted that the, the B and Jim Davis was talking about fucking werewolves, and then Nikki was like, is it okay? <laughs> and then Steph jumped in and was like, wait a minute, let's have a conversation, and then it just went from there. So hmm. Hmm. These people if are ripping off our routine. I know, I'm telling you. If you fuck a werewolf in wolf mode, is the wolf version of the person you're fucking able to give full consent? 11% yes, 20%, 26% say no, 29% say probably, 34% say human brain, wolf bod, which I guess means yes. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, and the replies to that are all very funny. I'll get serious about it again because it's all about the the base natures coming forth. That's what a werewolf is. All about that bloodlust, mm-hmm. all about that regular mm-hmm. lust, all about that hunger, mm-hmm. you know? So, yep. yeah, they don't you, They don't even need consent. They're, when they're in werewolf mode, it's basically fuck time. Yeah. It's fuck town. And that's what I'm saying. Like, if you were, if you present yourself as an attractive mate as a werewolf, like, I think that's, I don't, I don't think that's the werewolf giving consent. Like, I, I just don't think that the werewolf can give consent. Even if he's in the human form, like, if you were so attractive to the werewolf that he turned, that he or she turns into their werewolf form to fuck you, like, I, that's, that's somebody taking over their body, right? Like, that's like the demons riding the humans in Supernatural. Yeah. How shredded it is, is not the a werewolf, co- though. That's also another It is question. how shredded is the werewolf. <laughs> also, follow-up question. Be... <laughs> <laughs> Just going to put that down as a possible episode title. When they're in werewolf mode, it's basically fuck time. All about that bloodlust, all about that regular lust, all about that hunger, fuck time, fuck time. Bloodlust, fuck time. That regular lust, fuck time. Hunger, fuck time. When they're in werewolf mode, it's basically fuck time. All about that bloodlust, all about that regular lust, all about that hunger, fuck time, fuck time. Bloodlust, fuck time. That regular lust, fuck time. Hunger, fuck time. When they're in werewolf mode, it's basically fuck time. How about that bloodlust? How about that regular lust? How about that hunger? Fuck time. Fuck time. Bloodlust? Fuck time. That regular lust? Fuck time. Hunger? Fuck time. When they're in werewolf mode, it's basically fuck time. It's fuck town.